Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Romans 15 and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today and I thank you for all that you've done. I just lift up this day. I lift up this time to you. I pray that you'd be the one that we focus on and that our hearts would be open to you completely and that our minds and our spirits would also. And Father, I pray for your for you, Holy Spirit, to guide us, to teach us. As you spoke to David, as you spoke to others, and as you've spoken to us in the past, I just pray that you would also today open our minds and speak to us and help us to understand your word, understand what it means to live for for you completely. I thank you, Father, and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, just quick some some quick housekeeping notes. I'm traveling, so I'm not going to be back until Saturday. Um, I will record chapter 16 and make sure that gets taken care of also. And then after that, we'll dive into a new book. I'm not sure which one yet, but keep that in prayer. And if you have thoughts, email me. Um, otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll start in on a new book on Saturday of later this week. But now we're into chapter 15 and it's been a long, long discussion by Paul about church unity. And he's just about to wrap it up. And so let's go ahead and read verse one and see how, how he concludes this. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each one of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. So that came from Second Samuel. There was also verses in um, Psalms, Deuteronomy, and also then in uh, Isaiah, all quoted here. And again, Isaiah says, there we go, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will rise to rule over the nations, and in him the Gentiles will hope. May the God 
of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again, because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so the Gentiles might become an offering accepted to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Jesus Christ in my service to God. I will not venture to speak in anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around Lyserium, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to teach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. But now there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Acacia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessings of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to me, <laughs> by praying to God for me. Pray that I might be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. The God of peace be with you all. Amen. So there's a lot of different pieces to, to verse or chapter 15. One is really talking about the f- closing up and how he, f- he finalizes the concept on um, basically the unity within the church. And Ken Hughes, Kent Hughes, in Preaching the Word Commentary, he writes, How did Christ accept you and me? He accepted us with our many sins prejudices, and innumerable blind spots. He accepted us with our psychological shortcomings and cultural naivete. He accepted us with our provincialisms. He even accepted us with our stubbornness. This is how we are to accept one another. For it says, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you. No one knows when their last 24 hours will be. However, we do know 
how we should live our lives. Whether we have 24 hours or 24 years or 100 years, Jesus showed us what was important in, their, in his final hours when he prayed for our unity. And the example he set by his life backed it up. Christ made us one by his willingness not to please himself. So there's, a, there's so many pieces to this puzzle, but the key for the last few chapters has been unity. Love one another, accept one another, as Christ loved and accepted us. So I think that's a great message to end on. Let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and all that you've done. I love you and I'm grateful. I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us and guide us and that you would help help my heart to be softer, that I would not see others as I so often see them, which is negatively, but that I would see them as you see them so that I can truly love them as myself. And Lord, I just come to come humbly before you, knowing I fail at this so often, knowing that I fail just to live even remotely like you want, like I should. But again, focusing on you only and not my shortcomings. I thank you and I praise you as the God of all. I'm grateful for the way you love us, the way you love me. I praise you for your mercy and your grace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.